Hello, awesomers. It's me. It's your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and here we are yet again. I'm glad you're here today because today I've got a special announcement. Uh, now, this is uh, known to a few folks around me, a couple of insiders, and, and maybe then some. Uh, but today is Retirement 2.0, everybody. Uh, today is the day that I announced to you that I'm retiring. Now, this is not the first time I've tried to retire. This is the second time I've tried to retire. And uh, I call it Retirement 2.0 because I'm trying to work the bugs out of the first retirement. So uh, if you'll indulge me, uh, my first retirement began in 2012. It also ended at the end of 2012. But at the beginning of 2012, I said, this is going to be great. I'm going to retire. Um, try, you know, done with the rat race, blah, blah, blah. I still had a company uh, or so that I owned at the time, but I withdrew from day-to-day -day operations. I withdrew from kind of all operational responsibility. And I just started going on vacation. And you guys can find past archives where I talk about that experience, but let's just say it was not awesomer. It was, uh, well, I hated it. Uh, initially, it was great. And I enjoyed the free time. I enjoyed the time I spent with my family. Uh, there's parts of it that were uh, delightful, but the net effect was a negative outcome for me. I did not like it, and uh, I was not uh, happy or fulfilled. So uh, I stopped doing it, <laughs> stopped being retired, and kind of went back in with a quite a heavy, um, maybe even overcompensation, uh, you know, at the end of 2012, early 2013. Which brings us here forward another uh, decade or so. So uh, what does retirement 2.0 look like, you may be wondering. And uh, essentially, it is me saying, I'm not going to do stuff I don't want to do. Uh, I'm going to do everything I can to eliminate the things that I don't like to do to the largest extent I can and on the fastest basis that is reasonable or, let's say, feasible. Uh, understanding the contextual realities of some of these different businesses that I'm involved in. Uh, so retirement 2.0, number one, is not uh, as abrupt as 1.0. That's going to make a, a bit of a difference. And then retirement 2.0 is also not a full disengagement. So retirement 2.0 means instead of me working, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week, depends on the, the time of year, I'm going to work you know, 25 to 35 hours a week, which a lot of people would just call a regular, regular life, <laughs> a regular job, life balance. Uh, I love to to do uh, certain kinds of work. In fact, it's not work. I love to create. I love to, to build. I love to hang out with entrepreneurs. And those are the things that I want to focus on. So retirement 2.0 is essentially me saying, I want to work less on the selling mountains of stuff, which has been, uh, you know, me directly selling mountains of stuff uh, or through my subsidiaries, that's less important to me than the network effect of other businesses uh, having a, a positive impact uh, as a potential result of my involvement with them on some level. Now, that could be a uh, imagination connection like uh, oh they listen to this podcast they got something out of it and that was valuable to them and their business had some positive net effect as a result of that that would be cool um 
whether it's imagined or real, I, I like to like to hope that that is real. Another type of network effect could be, hey, I'm working on the businesses that I have that are, are kind of B2B focused, like uh, parsimony.com, which is, you know, basically a business operating software. Every time I see a business kind of get up and going on parsimony, and I, I should point out that this could in, include businesses that are of any size, from, you know, two to five million dollar enterprises, which are exciting and fun and growing rapidly, to you know, well over two hundred million dollar enterprises that are big and complex and uh, stuck in some way, and the system helps them you know, kind of get unstuck and achieve their their higher potential, whether that potential is efficiency or profits or growth or whatever matters to that particular enterprise, the business operating system becomes a platform to launch all of the relevant business apps to help you manage and run your business. We can talk more about that in the future. Anyway, so the headline, Retirement 2.0, it's here. Uh, there is no exact hard date of it. Uh, but already this year, I've taken measures to uh, exit some of the, the physical products businesses that uh, exist in my world. Uh, much of that is already completed on a couple of the larger complex ones. The closings will, will not happen uh, immediately, or if they have happened, I have some obligation to uh, remain, uh, let's say, accessible uh, during the next uh, 12 to 18 months, depending on the, the role and the size and complexity of the, the company. So some are kind of clean exits in and out of the search. There's a couple that the companies just weren't quite big enough and I didn't feel like screwing around with them. And so I'll kind of wind those things down a little bit. Uh, others that never, you know, ideas that were nascent and not quite off the ground, we'll just put those uh, on ice. Um, maybe they'll be thawed later. Maybe they won't. And then, uh, the, there are more complex deals that are being finalized. And if they're not already closed, they will close in the next, let's say, uh, quarter. Um, and so I'll be spending a, a fair amount of time on getting the those logistical elements and, and de deal details done. But my vision really is that I want to go from selling so many widgets and, you know, just think of it as like mountains of widgets. I, I never have added up the total tonnage that we've shipped or uh, the amount of, you know, products that we've, you know, moved from here to there, but it's substantial. We used to keep track of it on one of the parsimony uh, scoreboards on, on kind of our dashboard, you know, the, the total amount of this or the total amount of that. But it, in many ways, after you uh, hit certain numbers, it's, it's kind of like the old McDonald's signage that used to say, you know, over, you know, 1 billion served and, you know, that one now over 2 billion served. And then later they just switch, you know what, over billions of billions served, right? Because the numbers become less and less meaningful, less and less impactful to go, oh, you, you pass this additional milestone. You've, you've set some new record that is both arbitrary and not as meaningful as it was when you were first putting up some numbers. Like, the excitement of, I wonder if this business can ever do a million dollars a year. That's exciting. Uh, then you say, I wonder if this business can ever do a million dollars in a month. That would be, you know, that would be something. And then you say to yourself, uh, 
can we have a million dollar day over here, right? There's some businesses that can achieve kind of crazy numbers. Maybe it's a, a seasonal cyclical business. Maybe it's just kind of a growing, that's where you're headed to kind of business. Uh, and and all of those are fun. You know, can you do 2 million a day? And then at what point do you stop asking that question, right? For me, it's, those are all now academic and, and not that interesting, mostly because I don't find as much joy in selling stuff as I used to. Uh, I like to make stuff and create stuff. I enjoy watching some new design come to life and, and get into the market and validate validate itself vis-a-vis -vis sales. That still has some you know, modest interest, but not nearly uh, what, what it used to. And so what's my point? Essentially, my point is retirement 2.0 means I'm shifting my focus off of selling stuff and into network effect businesses. So anything that that I do will largely be measured against, does this help an entrepreneur and does this potential entrepreneurial endeavor uh, allow them to, to go forth and prosper in the world? So things like uh, Empowery or Parsimony or Product Savants or any of these types of efforts that are oriented towards helping others that is going to be certainly a part of my future. And, and I can kind of commit less hours to that than uh, maybe more hours than I was in my preceding life, but less hours cumulatively. And there, there it's also more fulfilling hours to me, right? If I see an entrepreneur go succeed because of this help that they got from Empowery or this product they got from Products Avance or this software solution they got from uh, Parsimony, that makes me feel more fulfilled than it does selling another, you know, container, 10 containers, 100 containers. Uh, the second bit is I'm going to focus on our things that I refer to as kind of knowledge share, knowledge transfers. So this could take different forms. It could take the forms of sourcing trips, as I've done in the past. I started doing sourcing trips back in 2002, where I would take people with me. And largely those were focused on China but not exclusively. We went to Germany and Poland and you know many other places over the years. Uh, but so they they may include sourcing trips. They may include me showing up at conferences and speaking and trying to share some of my experiences. Those are knowledge share and transfer uh, missions that I'll try to maintain some uh, reasonable level of engagement in. I'm certainly uh, I like hanging out with entrepreneurs, and I like to see problems that appear to be so painful and so overwhelming. And in some cases, they're they're what we call impossible problems until somebody goes, oh, just do this. And then suddenly that impossible problem is now not even a problem. It's just, you know, some former obstacle that was overcome. So to the extent that I can be helpful in knowledge share and transfer, I will do so. It may also take the form of uh, one or more master classes that I'll just record and try to almost, you know, think of it like uh, my ability to leave behind something. So I've I've had the Awesomers podcast, obviously recording some content, and that will continue to evolve and and probably take a more frequent, uh, a frequent part of my life. Uh, therefore, giving you a little more frequency in different episode updates that may also take the form of some courses or masterclasses at Catalyst 88 because I'm asked 
an awful lot to uh, about certain details and about certain topics that I I I will tend to give you know large strategic oversights to, but that sometimes lacks actionable steps or at least what I what I know the actionable steps are. May, I may not have explicitly laid those out or the inferences are not big enough that you're drawing those down. And so having a, a, a more tactical handoff of that knowledge transfer may be something that that I choose to do. And it'll just really based, you know, completely on demand. Um, we've got an idea where I take my, the classroom stuff that, that we would teach to our executives. It's, it's like a two, two year course, by the way, where we basically say, here's how you become a, an executive. And this is the types of things you need to learn everything from, you know, strategic vision making, like how do you decide where we're going based on values and beliefs and so forth, all the way down to here's how you hire a team and here's why you do it this way. And here's why it's harder up front, but better long-term. And here's why you do this. And here's why you do that. So that, that may take some shape uh, of form in its future. And, you know, for those of you who are uh, of a certain age or genre that to understand kind of the, the Superman fortress of solitude, like I would love to have enough knowledge out there that somebody can just go click some buttons and, old Steve shows up and, you know, at least shares some opinions, experiences, and then hopefully you guys can take those and make some value and make some use out of them. Remember that not all advice is something that you can use immediately. The first time you hear it, it may not make sense, but over time you may connect dots that you haven't connected before. And that's part of the purpose of having this accessible and you know, we'll uh, we'll put a little price on it and make sure there's some Scooby snacks floating around, because uh, even in retirement, old Steve still needs uh, an ice cream cone. the The final thing I'll focus on is what I like to call the chairman circle. Now, this will probably be managed through the Catalyst eighty eight business unit that I have, and essentially, the the chairman circle is a program that is is kind of making a, a reappearance, and it's essentially where I say. And I've done this in the past on a very limited basis, and I'll maintain that kind of very limited concept. But where I say to people, yes, more than no. And the answer to the, the question may be yes, but you don't know what the question is. The question that they often ask me is, hey, Steve, um, can you help me? Can you, will you mentor me? Will you um, help my company? You know, will you jump on my board of directors? Will you help my company grow. Like most, like 99.9% .9 of the time, I have to say no, because I just simply haven't had the time or capacity. So in very limited engagements, I will uh, help people. The Chairman Circle program on Catalyst 88 will be where I say, I'll be on your board. I will, you know, share some direction. Most of it won't be me coming in and telling people, here's what to do. I will just come in and ask questions and tell the the vision, beliefs, and direction become clear. And then I'll challenge additional things about process and financing and, and blah, blah, blah for the companies that, that kind of meet a certain criteria. And just for clarity, you know, Steve's not, uh, you know, a, a free free resource at all times. I like I volunteer uh, Empowery and, and here on Awesomers, this is not a compensated sort of thing, at least at this stage. 
but uh, for a Catalyst 88 chairman circle, you know, I'll, I'll say, well, here's some uh, Scooby snack you got to uh, pay to keep the attention of me. And I'll have a couple support people probably helping me. And, um, and then here's a little uh, percent of your company that, that we're going to march towards some uh, exit plan, wh whether that's you exiting or me exiting or both of us exiting, you know, that could take different shapes, but those will be on a very limited basis. It'll be only people. I um, really think we have a connection and I really think I can help and that it has a long-term upside that network effect I spoke of earlier for your business or for the business in question. So things that are out are things like selling mountains of stuff. I just, I just don't get the the thrill for selling, you know, more and more containers of stuff. Now it doesn't mean we don't have a bunch of stuff still moving and, and um, those responsibilities don't just disappear, but to my teams, right. All of those teams are are well uh, entrenched and and well understood. Uh, all of those people in those big kind of companies, you already know your your uh, outcomes. If if I've sold the company uh, or I'm selling the company, and for those who are still working for me, who happen to be hearing this uh, for the first time, if you're in the Skunk Works division, Network Effect side of the business, uh, nothing will change. We'll discontinue to hire people and and continue to go about our business. So less of that selling mountains of stuff and doing stuff that I don't like to do. Um, out of the largely, largely out of the day-to-day -day grind stuff, you know, for the last few years, I've just spent constant time on logistics and pains and geopolitics and things like that. And it's not that those things are going away. Obviously, logistics is is more predictable from a cost perspective, but China's lockdowns remain uh, a global consternation. There are plenty of things in geopolitics that can uh, change or modify how we should do business. I'll have to stay plugged in on some level, but hopefully not at the same level. So retirement 2.0, more focus on stuff I like, less focus stuff on I don't like. And ultimately over the next 12 to 18 months, I'll get out of most of the businesses where I'm selling stuff and have done already, just to be clear, most of that work already happened in 2022. Most of those deals have either closed or are closing. And I've got one or two additional pieces of that, especially for the big complex stuff that will proceed into next year. Uh, and my responsibilities will extend a little longer because these are not, uh, this is not like dropping off the keys to a, a car and going, hey, good luck to you. You know, enjoy your time out on the road. There's more to it than, the, than that. So it'll take a little bit of time to phase some of that stuff um, out of, you know, my life completely, I suppose. But in terms of my day-to-day -day schedule, that, that will start having impact in Q1 next year. So there it is, everybody. Retirement 2.0, it's, uh, it's underway. Mark it down on your calendar. Now you know. And I thank you for, um, you know, listening and indulging me in this. Um uh, I would highly encourage you to go ahead and click on the subscribe and the little notification bell and that sort of thing on whatever whatever you're listening to because we're going to start releasing more podcasts and other things that are, we hope, helpful to the entrepreneurial community, particularly entrepreneurs in e-commerce. Uh, that's where I like to focus. But I, you know, I've dealt with so many entrepreneurial segments in my time from the manufacturing and distribution and um, 
you know, even the SaaS stuff that, the, you know, I, I have many interests, uh, but I definitely love e-commerce uh, and I, I love entrepreneurs in general. So thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time. Retirement 2.0 starts now.